Hello, everybody, and welcome to the destruction of the last few brain cells in your possession. Oh. Lucky, for, <laughs> lucky oh. for you, we will be replacing them today with premium quality hot steaming garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so sit back and enjoy yourself as we dive into the dumpster with today's guest. He's an amazing dancer from Sacramento, California. He's the owner of Great House of Dance, my friend, Mr. Nobody. How you doing? I'm doing good. I would give you a, we got to do elbows. elbows there it is. Yeah. COVID there it elbow. is. COVID elbows. Elbow. elbow I like how that. you have the, the hand sanitizer on the table just in case. Yep. In case you want to yeah. stay, <laughs> stay clean. Stay clean. Yo, man, <laughs> I forgot to ask you, because uh, your name, Nobody, is like probably one of the dopest names um, hey. out there. And I think I want to hear like the story behind it because it's dope. The story behind the name. Yo. So I actually rewind chris smith the first guy that ever taught me a like piece a of the streets. piece of the streets a, a popping move is called sacking sacramento style of popping dope learned it from him he let me borrow this movie called i am nobody it was a cowboy western movie it was really funny but at that time i was training with uh joe from jabba uh joe we had, yeah we had press play together so we Finished rehearsal and we was talking about Bruce Lee's theory between minimizing the time between thought and action. So mm -hmm. when you think something, how long it takes for your body to react. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, my goal is to, to make it to where my body reacts as soon as I think it. So I want to know my body that well. And he was like, yo. And I was like, yo. <laughs> and I was like, body. I want, my, I'm going to call myself nobody. I put N-O-B-O-D-E-Y. And he was like. No, 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 not that. This nobody, and he spelled it K N O W B O D Y, and from that moment on, yeah. I've been nobody. I think that's probably the sickest name I know. So knowing the body, it's and it like I think it perfectly represents your dance style. Yeah, because it's like when I see you dance, you are you become like one with the music. You know your body so well. It's just doing whatever, whatever the music is trying to tell you to do. That is the goal. Yeah. I'm still on that mission, on that journey. It's not mastered yet, but it's very close. <laughs> <laughs> so on your journey, like how did you start your journey? Uh, my journey begun, began. Uh, there was this crew that came to my church called, um, was it? It was, it was Set Free Posse from Set Hawaii. Free. Okay. And they came is is one of those spirit uh what is it victory outreach type churches. Okay. And they had came to our youth group from Hawaii and it was a good 20 30 of them and they was just getting down. Mm. There was one dude that had black leather gloves to cut off fingers on. <laughs> and yeah. straight B-boy. That's what's up. <laughs> and he came out and he did swipe 90. Mm. And then he did some Russian kicks and some doubles or whatever, but that swipe 90 I was like <laughs> I want to do that. Do you know what island they were from? I don't know what island they were from. I've never seen them. I seen them that night and never Dang. seen them again. I wonder if that was Skillroy because that sounds like something he would actually do. But it might have been. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just remember he hit that swipe ninety. Yeah. And for me, at like 12, 11 I was just mesmerized. Like I'm doing that. That's dope. 
And I went home and started doing dolphin dives all day and, <laughs> and rushing kicks. <laughs> and then that was what got me started. But the thing that really pushed me into going hard was we started breaking with all of the homies at uh, Real Tierra mm-hmm. Junior High School. So shout out to Chad and Vincent and all of the homies, Camp South and all them. We, we were breaking every day at our school. And these two little Filipino kids came up and was like, hey, you guys break dance? Mm. We're like, yeah, and they smoked the bejesus out of us. <laughs> they were fifth, fifth and sixth graders. They smoked us so bad. It was Marcus and Tony. So, and you were thirteen? Yeah, uh, whatever junior high was. Okay. I think thirteen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, thirteen, maybe fourteen. But Marcus and Tony, Marcus, you know, B boy Marks. Mm-hmm. So he he smoked us hella bad, but it made us start practicing every day. That's so. <laughs> That was the beginning of the journey. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no. Um, it, it like so, but so you started kind of as a b boy and eventually came into bop popping, or was it like kind of at the same time? I started as a b boy, and that's all I wanted to do was break. So I was breaking every day, mm. all day. We'd run to school early, break, and then all the like passing periods we'd be breaking we see each other in the hallway break a little bit and then go to class mm. and i remember we were breaking so much the janitor took one of the old school hearing test tape recorders and a speaker off of the wall oh. and he jimmy rigged it and the janitor's name was jerry so shout out to jerry the janitor uh real sierra so he Jimmy rigged it It was like Whenever y'all need it Come get it from my office That's tight So yeah. we- That's that's like the janitor At my high school He was he was dope The janitors Yo janitors Shout out to y'all Yeah Cause he would let us Borrow his radio All the time And he like Loved the type of music We were playing So he was just like Yo do whatever And like he would make sure That our plate our, our little area In the hallway Was clean and stuff And he's that's like hell Yeah he dope. was nice What school was that? That was at El Camino High hey. School, yeah. So he was, he was dope, and he would like cover for us if the if there was like a you know a nosy ass like teacher or something. Like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm t- I'm t- I'm watching them or whatever, you know. That's dope. So, yeah. See, the janitors had our back. Yeah. We was we was working, so we were still his box or not still it, but we take his box, break all through lunch, eat hella fast and run run to class. Oh yeah, and that. That was just like the foundation, like. And then I remember Chad um, came one time and he was like, "Yo," he started popping. I was like, "I'm doing this," and he literally introduced us to popping. He's like, "This is popping," mm. and I was like, "What is that?" And we just laughed at him at first, and then he just kept doing it. And eventually, I started trying to do it with him, and it just stuck. So I was breaking and popping. Mm-hmm. And it just kept going. Mm-hmm. So, and so, like, when did you kind of make the 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 complete switch to popping? Because you don't really break anymore. I mean, you could windmill and do like. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't spend like hours breaking as like I used to because it hurts in the morning. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even remember the switch actually happening. It's just I slowly stopped breaking as mm-hmm. much. Like I still had moves. I could still do one hand crickets and like mm-hmm. head spins and stuff, but. It just, I think the last time I was breaking, like, seriously was when I was on King's Breakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, shout out to King's Breakers. Yeah. A lot, lot, of, lot of crazy rehearsals. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Man, what are they doing now? I mean, because, like, the, that whole thing is shut down. 
it shut down. That's exactly what they're doing. They're, they're yeah. doing the same thing we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast breakers. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I stopped when um, I started doing, uh, I joined uh, Boogie Monsters. Mm-hmm. And I was still breaking, but I joined and started learning choreo with okay. uh, Phil Tyag. And he... Mm-hmm. From Jabba. Yeah, he, he got, uh, he did take it easy on us, so... I yeah. spent many hours trying to learn that style, yeah. and shout out to everybody who was the worst in their class and stuck with it because that was me for six months. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I took a few of those classes um, back in the day with you guys, and they whooped your ass. Yeah. yeah but they, the, the Jabba and the, um, the Boogie Monsters and um, Press Play people—they train hard. Yeah. I haven't seen them in a long time, but man, I, I know they're still going. Yeah. Press Play is like season. Like eleven now, yeah. Like, dang, they 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 lasting. So it's yeah. I, I had fun with it. I learned a lot in the choreo world, but the I, I still love breaking and freestyling. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it, it's a part of the the culture that I, I just didn't let go of. So is freestyling like your favorite part of dance? Uh, I think my favorite part of dance is the music. Is the music okay? It, that makes sense. Weird, but. Like, doesn't matter what you're doing. If a fire song comes on, like you gotta move. Yeah, you sit up and you be like, "Yo, what is that?" <laughs> and then you think of all the things that you could do to that <laughs> yeah. song, and like the moment it hits, you're like, "I'm gonna hit this to this to this." And then next time you hear, you be like, "I could do this to this to this." And it just the music like drives everything. Where's the what's the weirdest place you just started busting out like? <laughs> the most inappropriate place. <laughs> <laughs> the most inappropriate place. Um, the DMV or something like you know, nah, Edna's over easy. there waiting, <laughs> waiting to take your ticket or whatever. And you, <laughs> DMV, we've done the, just... the DMV, but that's not really inappropriate. Everybody's bored waiting. Yeah, no, they just love it. Yeah, um, I'd probably say like, I guess grocery stores. Okay, like. I remember we had some crazy battles in SAC, though. Like, we'd be in the mall mm-hmm. by Macy's where the escalator comes down. Before, they changed it and made it all nice and weird. So we Which t- mall was it? Arden Fair. Oh, Whatever Arden, mall okay. is there. All right, like, I mean, <laughs> that's true. Well, there used to be, what is it, Full, uh, Fl- Florin Mall? mall? Yeah, 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 that, that, that got shut down. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Oak Park looks really nice with trees and waterfalls. You can go visit. Come visit Oak Park. <laughs> oh, God. But... Yeah. Yeah, we would come Not down the escalators, always. and there was a crew called Little Leprechaun's Crew. Little Leprechaun. And this is when I was at Grant, so I was probably like 16, 17. Yeah, okay. And we're coming down the escalator, and we see them sitting in front of Macy's. Oh. And we instantly lock eyes. No words <laughs> said. Straight to the battle. This like Beat Street. <laughs> yeah, for real. But it's Arden Fair Mall. Yeah, it's Arden Fair like, Mall. Like, we probably got about four to six rounds in before security came, and we all yep. just... <laughs> yeah, and, oh man, I remember. I remember that run all too well because <laughs> we would always be battling uh, right in front of the um, what is it, Mrs. Fields or no? What is it that the, the pretzel place? Yeah, because they would sometimes pretzel hook time. You, yeah, 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 they would sometimes hook you up with food, and yeah. so we would just go and we would battle people and stuff, and then like someone would call security and we'd see them from far away like running and we're like oh shit and we'd run down the like escalator sometimes they'd catch us at the at the bottom of the escalator and we had to like 
get escorted out or whatever. But. They just made sure you leave. It's pretty whack. We yeah. was leaving anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want none of this anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Your establishment was whack anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, actually. I, I kind of missed that, and I think mm. the mall's probably... My favorite place to that was forbidden to break at to break at. Okay, but um, yeah, I, you hear that cl- dance clubs are inappropriate to dance at now. <laughs> are they? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is. We used yeah. to go to clubs and they'd be like, "No break dancing." Mm, what? Yeah, that's true. Wait, so you're playing hip hop music? Yeah, and you and got you can't hip hop dance. <laughs> We can't dress hip hop. <laughs> yeah. We can't dance hip hop, but you want the culture. Yo, man, it was so whack when they would do that. Like, oh, you got to wear like the dress shoes. You got to have a freaking button up. Like, you got to have your Sunday's best. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> and then you got like girls twerking everywhere. And it's like, <laughs> I'm just trying to hit a 90 in the club, dude. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I can't get in with, with Adidas. Yeah. No. But you're playing my Adidas on the speaker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they had every part of hip hop except for the the culture. So yeah, that's whack. Yeah, but uh, we're we're slowly making those changes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So going back to your answer, um, as m- music being your favorite part of dance, can you elaborate on that? Um, I grew up at a, a small church. Uh, well, my grandfather had a small church in Stockton when I was mm-hmm. growing up. So I would literally watch my my dad, my aunt, and my uncle go from the organ, the bass, and the guitar, and the drums, and they'd be playing. Mm. And then the next song, they all jump up and switch to the next instrument and start oh, that's playing. Tight. And I thought that was normal as a kid uh-huh. <laughs> because I didn't know any better. So when I started dancing, I would hear the different instruments separated. Like I'd hear the drummer, mm. like, that drummer is fire. That bass player is dope. That guitar is mm. yo, the way he, he's is so clean. Like. Mm. So when I hear the music, I don't just hear the music as one. I hear it like, yo, the separate. Yeah, who's that drummer? I need to, I need to follow him. So mm. and so when I'm dancing and the music is on, like the song could be terrible, but the drummer is fire, and I'd be like, yo, I need those <laughs> drums. So that's dope because that's I remember that's one of the things you taught me is to like pick out different instruments in the music and mm. it's, that's kind of crazy that it was introduced to you from live music so is your preference live music over all the time okay yeah like if i can dance and freestyle to any kind of music i would just take live because when you sync up with a drummer that's playing live it's and, and he sees you mm-hmm. he'll start playing and try and, mm. and try and add to what you're doing because you guys have synced up and it's like the dopest feeling ever yeah. Like I think the best moment I've ever had in uh, a cipher was uh, a funky drummer was playing mm-hmm. in Wisconsin at um uh Managage Jam. Okay. Yeah. And the after party they had Clyde Stubblefield come and he brought two dudes and he was like, So I when I was whatever, whatever, I made this this drum loop from James Brown, it's called Funky Drummer. Mm-hmm. It goes like this, funky drummer. And he starts playing and the dude gets on the guitar and the mm. bass drop and literally instantly the whole room broke into about eight to nine ciphers and everybody's just getting down. And it was like nobody was waiting to see who's dope. Mm-hmm. Everybody just had to dance. It's like 
he he struck a match and the whole place went on fire. That's sick. Yeah, see, that's the way it should be. Yeah, all the time. We need more of that, and I think uh, the culture will be like the the b boy culture. Imagine that kind of level of energy mm -hmm. at every gym. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think is missing from it to be to be there? Um, it's not just live music. I think that's missing, but it's like kind of like an attitude, maybe. I think uh, I've been doing research on trying to figure out what that is. I think my opinion is the DJs are missing. Mm, okay. Because the DJs now will play top forty. They'll play whatever the people want popular wise mm. versus digging in those crates and finding those fire songs that are like yo i dug for three months for this mm -hmm. and these is this is what i found mm. when the djs were doing that it'd be like 12 you have four dj homies and they'd all have completely different like yeah 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 hits it wouldn't be like yo i got this and we all play the same song four times a night it'd be like yo like let scheme richards on there so he's got his whole thing and then you know who comes next chewy or something they all had like their different yeah. styles and stuff and you'd recognize like when you'd hear a certain song you're like oh is chewy spinning or something you look and it's like oh yeah that's him he's got them like crazy salsa breaks or whatever yeah yeah and that's i think that's what's missing because everybody has the same blueprint these are top 40 you play top 40 mm. and that's it so there's no flavor coming from the top down the djs was the, the source mm. of the music which made everybody dance and now it's like all the music is the same and everybody's just doing the whoa yeah the, you know in the breaking <laughs> scene it seems like there's kind of like a, a top 40 of like breaking music now because it's all produced by uh, a lot of the top djs now like what's your opinion on that um i i like some of the stuff they have but uh i feel like stuff that i've heard flag is doing some fire breaks mm -hmm. um what is his name uh lean rock lean has rock. some fire yeah. but after a while you can't just rock lean rock flag and tcia all day yeah you okay. gotta start adding more and that's where you dig in those crates yeah so no that that's kind of my same opinion is that i think that they have some dope production i love their music but when it's just a cycle of those three artists or whatever it is kind of going to be the same feeling throughout it. Yep. Whereas if you had someone who's been digging in the crates, they got hundreds of different artists that they're spinning. You know, they might even just throw one song from the from some, you know, some wild ass uh, group that was from back in the 70s or whatever that yep. no one even knows about. And then when you hear it, you'd be like, what is that? Yeah, what is that? And like, you'll never find out. <laughs> yeah, because they don't even have it on. It's not digitized. Yeah. Uh, digitized. It's literally just... If you don't have this, you don't have yeah, it. If you don't have this cast record here, good luck. It's n it's not it's not digital. It's nowhere. I got one record like that um, that I got from um, this dude that was in Italy. Uh, mm -hmm. He he brought it and gave it to Cool Cuts, mm -hmm. and Cool Cuts gave me a copy of it. And it's like the intro to his his little thirty minute breaking uh, set. Yeah, like he's spinning all breaks, but the first song was so fire. Mm that i was like i need that and mm -hmm. i've never heard it anywhere else hmm. you yeah. shazam it doesn't show up yeah. nothing it's like if you don't live in this this region in italy you've probably never even heard of it and maybe you still haven't even if you live there because it's yeah. like one of the local bands that's just just made something dope yeah I, i'm curious like there's probably so much music that was never recorded that's fire and <laughs> well there's so much music that was recorded 
yeah. that is sitting on a vinyl somewhere. Yeah, just just in, sitting yeah, in a in box a waiting to be found yeah, in your grandma's basement or something. Yeah, <laughs> but that's why we used to love digging in crates. Like when I first got into the DJ world, uh, was introduced by Cool Cuts. Mm-hmm. We would literally go to all of the record shops and sat and just. Spend time going through Dusty mm-hmm. Records like four or five hours yeah. to find three or four records and then go home and play them. Be like, yo, this is what'd you one. find? Yeah. That's why this is what I found. <laughs> <laughs> and what was, was that place called in downtown Sac? Uh, I used to go there a lot. Um, I can't remember the it name. Closed down, but it was huge. It had a huge. Yeah, it's closed down because I see where it used to be at is a club now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For, I, but I would go there a lot. Actually, Chewy would come to sack to specifically go to that place a lot so um, yeah and he would yeah he'd find a bunch of stuff there but yeah that i i wasn't like a D- dj really i mean i i had some turntables and i would try to dj and stuff but i would go and dig in records and so i i gained a love for music and digging just because of that i wouldn't yeah. call myself a dj though but you know. well i i didn't start off trying to dj i started off trying to make beats Okay. I, I was trying to sample. Mm. So that's why I was always digging. But yeah. there was the, the B site is still around. That's that you can find dope records. Mm-hmm. And there's a place called Underground in um Old Sack that you can still find okay. like, dang a dope records. So Okay. Yeah. But it's weird how expensive records are now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 a hipster um phenomenon, I think. It's like you know, all the hipsters. Great job, are, hipsters ruining everything. Yeah, you ruin everything. <laughs> you make some bomb cupcakes though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Move to the hood and make some cu- cupcakes. <laughs> oh man. Um so anyway, so like with music, um so you would say like your inspiration for dancing really comes from the music. And so when you're listening to all the different instruments in a song, do you are you trying to like uh I guess make make your body make the shape of like a, a certain instrument sound or something or like is, do you do you try to like uh, like what am I trying to say like do you have a certain style that goes to each different instrument or do, um know? I think uh, the 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 we got the theory of minimizing time between th- thought and action mm-hmm. so like when you hear a, 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 a snare. Okay. Like, because I train popping, when I hear a snare, I automatically go to a hit. Okay. So if I hear a wave or a womb, my okay. body womb will throw a wave because that's the natural reaction mm. that I've trained my body to do. Interesting. So, like, for you as a b-boy, when you hear, you probably move on the top rock form or you mm-hmm. get ready to do some CCs or whatever you're going to do the, to the break. It's... Your your body reacts to whatever you train it to do. Mm. So like for martial artists, like you did martial arts too. Mm-hmm. So don't mess with Kurt. He got he can hurt you. <laughs> That's why they call him Kurt to hurt. All right. <laughs> but you if you train a thousand times on that one kick, yeah. and somebody runs up on you, it's a natural reaction. He's just gonna get kicked. So mm-hmm. that's the same way I try to do with the music and um, the the philosophy for it. I learned from conversations with joe and he was okay. telling me kb's philosophy mm. so kb kevin from brewer. kevin brewer from uh java you know mm. he was talking about it and sharing that knowledge with them and they shared it with me so it's like it's really really dope the style is called beat manipulation mm-hmm. so it's really really dope because like if you look at a piano 
the way I interpret it, if I look at a piano and the low notes are over here, the high notes are over here, mm-hmm. if I, I hear something low, I usually go doom this way. Mm. Or I'll go doom actually low with it because I'm trying to match or I'm trying to be the visual interpretation of what you hear audibly. Interesting. Scientists are late. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, that's really interesting. Um, and and well, so you were mentioning uh, martial arts, and I was gonna say, yeah, it sounds like a very martial arts kind of approach to it because it's like, like when you're fighting, right? You're and you're sparring, you're reacting to an opponent, and in yep. a way, like this music is your opponent, and so when the opponent is throwing a snare at you, it's like you can't help but yeah. your instinct is to hit, is to hit back, you know, yeah. as in like if someone was striking you, you would dodge or block or something, or tweak, or even strike back. Yeah. That's that's exactly how it is. So like most of the time when I'm battling, I'm not battling my opponent unless I don't like him. <laughs> uh, I'm battling the the DJ. Yeah, dope. So, so if the DJ puts on <laughs> Little Mermaid, as we've seen so many times, <laughs> I, you it's like I, I lose that fight every time. So if you want to beat me in a battle, play Little Mermaid. <laughs> what do you think about those battles where they actually just they they Try to play the weirdest crap and just f you up. Um, I think it's a different kind of challenge. It's yeah. like for people who are very funny and don't and, and like they take dance serious, but they're like comedians. Mm-hmm. It's it's right up their alley. Mm-hmm. For me, who like I'm not really like I, I can play, but I don't play that much when it comes to music because I spend so much time. Mm-hmm. I've invested so much time into it. Like it's it's hard for me to be like I'm I'm gonna this battle I'm gonna train all week to get the Little Mermaid. <laughs> like, we got to create the mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So once they start doing that, I'll be like, you know what? I didn't sign up for this. I signed. I I, I came for the actual like to sharpen my tools with somebody else. Mm. So I don't know because of the martial art aspect in it. I'm like, yo, I'm I'm trying to get better. So if I'm battling to the Little Mermaid, I'm gonna have a lot of fun, but I'm not gonna really get as good as I would like to. Yeah, no, I see that. That that's dope. So would you say you're kind of like your style is like a Jeet Kundo of like a of dance or something? They call it Beat Kundo. Beat Kundo. Okay, that's what's uh, up. shout out to KB, <laughs> Sifu in the building. Yeah, <laughs> it would he he would be like your your uh, he's your mentor. The, he's the one who. Who coined that? Okay, okay. So he, watching him and studying the way he dances, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember we were in San Diego one time, and KB was in the garage getting down, just training by himself. Everybody else is in the house chilling, and he's training, getting down. Mm-hmm. And um, so someone in his family, I think it's his uh, his his wife's sister or somebody, okay. is hearing impaired. So she comes out and she watches him dance. And go ahead. So she comes out and she's watching him dance. And he's dancing to one song. Then she goes back in the house. He switches the song. She watches him, comes back out, watches him again. And then she goes back in. And he goes back to the first song. And she's just, she can't hear. So she's just watching. Hmm. And she's like, that's the first song you were dancing to. <laughs> he was like, yeah, how'd you know? The way you move uh, shows me what song you're dancing to. And I was like, or she was lying and she can hear the whole time. <laughs> but that's that's a crazy story, actually. But for me, like I wanted to get my skills to the level to where people can tell what song mm. I'm dancing to, 
without the music. That's a really interesting. That's yeah. an interesting way. I've never heard anyone say that. That's that's really crazy. Well, I had to think differently because when I was running press play, Shaheem Kita's older brother mm -hmm. got on the team, and he's deaf. Mm -hmm. He showed me that he literally feels the music through his feet when the bass hits. Mm. And I'm like, huh? And he's like, yeah, I feel it through my feet when the bass hits. And then sometimes if I just stand still and relax, I can feel it in my body. And I'm like, what? And then I turn the music up and I just relax. Our body is, what, 80% water? Mm -hmm. Some some random percentage of water. If, if you're hydrated and you relax and you let the bass hit you, you mm. can literally feel the music, which is crazy because Shaheem taught me that. And I, I've been trying to do it so when I enter a battle, I try to relax as much as possible before I dance so mm. I can feel the music. And it literally teaches me to beat. That's crazy. Yeah, no. Uh, um, I, I, when I first met Shaheem, I didn't know he was deaf. And, and I'd see him dance. I'm like, this guy's killing it. And then I realized he was deaf. And I was like, how the fuck does he dance? And so, but anyway, I mean, like, that's really, that's that's a freaking superpower, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, I know, I know. There, there's something to that because I know that Cujo kind of, he can somehow yeah. do the same thing. I don't know if he would say it's like he, he feels it through the air or whatever, but I know he's like, he's got this kind of peripheral vision of everything and he sees people like clapping on beat or just kind of moving or something. And somehow it's like coming into his like subconscious That's and it gets dope. him on, on beat. So there's something to that, you know. I remember there was a one time at Monsters uh, Dance Convention and we're all on stage doing the freestyle at the monster convention mm -hmm. and i went already uh a couple other people went and shaheem was like b i can't hear the music i can't hear it i can't feel it because the music we're on a, a raised stage so it wasn't vibrating oh and i was like oh okay and we was like boom 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 start stomping our feet uh -huh. he's like oh yes 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 and he goes out and he murks it because we're stomping so he can feel the beat that's tight and i was like yeah that's that chunk is dope dude he's a isn't there a super hero in like marvel he's daredevil yeah, yeah, he's daredevil, daredevil. dc yeah he's daredevil. <laughs> that's crazy yeah so he's that 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 right there showed me that there's a higher level that we're not even approaching because we don't know it exists yeah, there's something to that, yeah. So, but that's that's part of the nobody journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, take me through the, the the journey. Well, take me through how you enter like a dance circle. Like Ooh. what what as you're stepping in, like what's going through your mind? Like what are you focusing on? What are you not focusing on? So there's two different versions. There's a version where I know the beat, mm -hmm. and my opponent went first. Okay. And it's like oh. I put my hands behind my back and I let them dance mm -hmm. and I just enjoy it because I already know the song and I'm comfortable with the song. So I'm not stressing. My body's relaxed. And then when I step in the circle, it's just like, okay, I'm gonna go from the kick. Doom, 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 doom. Cat, 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 cat. Mm. Ooh, tat, tat. And I'm just literally jumping from beat to sound from mm -hmm. so each sound in the beat. And it navigates me through, and it's it's weird. Um, I learned this thing called catching ghosts mm -hmm. that allows me to just trust where I'm, trust my body to do what it's been trained to do. Yeah. Versus that's a very martial arts perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So it's versus I want to hit this, 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 and this. 
do what it's been trained to do. Like, mm-hmm. and what the my best rounds is when I did that. Mm. Like, the rounds where I try and control stuff and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna hit this. I checked out my tits." Not trash. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> when you watch it back, it's like, yeah, yeah. trash. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no. So, so uh, and then the second version is when I really don't know the song. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning it while I'm dancing. That's the most fun. Okay. So, like, for me, I got bored with always dancing to songs that I know. And I started dancing to songs I don't know and testing myself to see how fast I can learn it. And mm. right now, uh, when I was at my peak, my average was give me four, four eight counts of any hip-hop song with a good loop. And I, I'll mm. have a good six to eight different sounds that i've already memorized okay so while somebody's dancing i'm like one two three mm-hmm. and i i learned the loop because i was producing so much yeah yeah and like playing with music so much that the i i catch the loop fast and like okay the kick's going doom 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 the snare is always one two three four so most hip-hop is straight I didn't even worry about the snare and then learning a the hi-hat pattern. Then I step in the ring and I'm like, boom, 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 and just go off. Yeah. And then it's just business as normal. As soon as you, as soon as you pick apart that beat, it's like, you're yep. good. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause like for me, like when I'm about to step in a circle and I don't know the song, I'm kind of like, Oh, what's going to happen here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I, I'm comfortable being in that situation but also it's like uh this is probably not gonna be the greatest round of all time yeah so yeah um, but i think a lot of dancers go through that right now that's yeah. why they they want to stay in their comfort zone of mm-hmm. give me a song i know when the dj plays like i've seen people go to the dj like yo can you play this for my round Mm-hmm. And the DJs do that Jack I'll be like Yo that's That's mad not cool Yeah yeah Like you can't just be Picking the favorite songs Yeah and Now if the DJ knows you And he does it on his own That's not your fault But if you <laughs> actually Go to the DJ Like yo Here's a 20 Here's a 20 Let me get that win <laughs> Like <laughs> It's It's it's. That's why a lot of people Don't I think a lot of the culture got Gets played because there's a lot of favorites that happen with the DJ and dancers that know the DJ. Mm-hmm. So as a now that I'm moving into DJing, I'm trying to be more like open and fair with everyone. Like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm playing hotness. I already have my 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 top 16 folders already made. Mm-hmm. All my folders are ready. So I'm just mm. I'm playing through the folder. If you pop up and I see you do hip hop. Okay, I got the hip hop. Oh, you break. So here's some breaks mm-hmm. that are in the top 16 level. In every stage, it just gets better. Okay, okay. So, like, the music for me determines what I'm going to do when I walk in that circle. Okay. So if I get some fire, I could pull some fire off it. <laughs> so, uh, so how do, how would you? Wh- what tips would you give someone who wants to learn how to get better at? Um, like being able to 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 sit there for the for, for that four eight counts and pick apart a song and be ready to go in and just mm. kill it. Um, we used to play a game. TJ's really good at it now, mm-hmm. where we would listen to a sound or a song and try and memorize the pattern of the kick. 
then the pattern of the hi-hat, then okay. the pattern of the, the guitar, then the pattern of the bass, and then whatever sound effect. And then if there was a piano, you'd have to memorize them. And after you memorize them, your leg would do the kick. Your arm would do the snare. Mm. Your other leg and see how many sounds you can get moving to the different patterns. That's crazy. So it's like a drummer version of playing the song, like the one-man band. <laughs> that sounds hard just to like do that on a beat, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is. But if you can do it, it means your body can literally adapt to the song yeah. hella fast. Okay. And if you can do it, like for funk music, it all kind of has the same format. Okay. Breaks kind of all have the same format. Mm -hmm. um, dubstep all has the same kind of build up, drop mm -hmm. format. So if you learn it in the format of the music that you like, like trap. Okay. Like trap threw me for a loop because I could not learn the hi-hats for nothing. The hi-hat pattern is fast and it goes kind of weird all the time. Yeah, it's not, on a, it's not on a beat that you can play physically. Yeah. So if you're playing the hi-hats... You have to be either ridiculously dope with the yeah. The I don't think a, most drummers can do that. Yeah, so I've only seen one drummer that could actually pull it off. Yeah, but it's not something natural. So mm -hmm. for for me, trap was hard because I'd be expecting the da -da -da to hit, and it'd be like, <laughs> da -da -da. I'm like oh. oh, you got me. <laughs> yeah, every time, like they're tricking you, dude. Yeah, so I literally have to sit there and develop a relationship with the trap sound mm. because it's not it doesn't fit the format of funk doesn't fit the format of hip-hop doesn't hit, fit the format of classical it's just it's its own format they just somebody had a machine it was just hitting buttons that don't know music <laughs> and they made some dopeness out of it yeah so i'm not mad at it it's just like dang this is unorthodox yeah so no. trap music is very weird to me because yeah it, it seems like someone who wasn't a drummer just was like, let's see what craziness we can do yep. out of this. And then they made something dope. Yep. And then the drummers are probably like, damn, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So when you're on, <laughs> when you're, when you're playing live, you have to have a drum machine with the hi-hat roll set and you just hit yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, that's how they're doing this live. Yep. Cause ain't nobody going. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it doesn't work. Cool. <laughs> hit that sampler. <laughs> Whole eight count of thirty-two yeah. count, so it, it makes life easier. Because I know for drummers, they have the or for DJs, they have it to where you can play live mm -hmm. and you can set the loop. Uh -huh. You just hit it on the one, and it'll play the loop. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's different. Mm -hmm. So the more you build a relationship with the the style of music that you like to dance to or that you're going to be dancing to, mm -hmm. the easier it's going to be for you to learn the patterns quickly because it's all relative within that style. That's what makes the style styles. It's mm -hmm. the pattern types. So learning those patterns will make it a lot easier, like a lot easier. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's crazy. So like in, in, uh, talking about like differences, what do you think, um, what is your opinion about like the the changes in like the hip hop scene nowadays from like what it used to be? Mm. I, I have like mixed feelings. Mm -hmm. um, one, the, the the this the the feelings that most people won't get along with is uh, 
these kids are on some weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the kids are always on the weirdness. I mean, because when you were a kid, you were probably on the weirdness. Exactly. I mean, I definitely was. So when we look at these TikTok dances, we're like, this ain't hip hop. Yeah. Or we look at all of the, the new dances and we're like, actually, it's the same thing that you were doing. So mm -hmm. it is hip hop. Yeah. It's their version of hip hop, yeah, not exactly. yours. So now that my argument for the last like 10 years is what was foundation before it was foundation? Yeah. It was and wildness. It was somebody's style. Like, yo, I did this. And now because I did this, everybody else in the world has to do yeah, it. Yeah. No, that's that's you're, you're breaking the rubric of hip hop. Mm -hmm. So like hip hop is dope because you had the freedom to create whatever you wanted to. Mm -hmm. So when you start boxing people in to not let them create outside of the box you made, it's no longer hip hop. It's mm -hmm. it's it's its own little cult. <laughs> yeah, it's a cult. Yeah, it's cult dance. It's not hip hop no more. Yeah. So. Um, I had to break my mentality around that because I, I was never a foundation guy, mm -hmm. but then I became a foundation guy. Mm -hmm. And now I like, I understand foundation will help you get to where you want to go faster because somebody's already laid the path. Mm -hmm. But once you acquire the foundation, throw it away and dance. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't throw it away and dance. They get the foundation. They stick exactly to it. Like this is it. This is all I can do. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, it takes the personality out of the dance it takes the life it takes the actual hip-hop the freedom out so um i would say bring the the freedom back mm. and that would be the 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 ogs don't like when i or i guess not all the ogs some of the ogs don't like that because they feel like it discredits what they've done mm -hmm. but no it gives more credit to what you've done because you're an og because you originated your style mm-hmm there will never be any other OGs if they don't start originating styles because everybody's mm. doing your style. There's no room for any other styles. Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that because that's that's the exact feeling I have about it is that so many people get caught up in like, I need to do this to be hip hop. I need to do this to be a B-boy. And it's like, I mm. think you're already a B-boy if you're just doing this thing if you, you know live I mean? the culture you're welcome to b-boy life yeah exactly and so and i like the what you said about you learn the foundation and then you just throw it away and dance because yep. that's all you need it for really yep. it's like you learned how to write you learned that your ABCs. abcs how many times do you think about the abcs and you could talk you could have a conversation you could write a letter you could type a message whatever yep. it's like you don't need to think about the abcs that's your foundation who cares anymore yep. you know you can make up some wild words yep so we use the foundation to create our own words which is crazy mm -hmm. yeah like, oh this is not a dictionary i know because we just made that up like, <laughs> shazam shazam <laughs> <laughs> that should be on the button shazam. i need to get that on there <laughs> <laughs> this is for the sound bite shazam <laughs> i gotta remember that What's up? 42 okay <laughs> <laughs> that's so dope i used to run around saying that all the time yeah you, do you not anymore uh i need to bring it back oh, uh, thank you for reenacting re the, <laughs> the shazam it's going down <laughs> Um, so Shazam, I know you'd always say that, uh, when you'd be teaching at your, at your studio, great house of dance, How, how's that going right now? Cause I know we're all in like this weird lockdown thing with the COVID. Um, like how's that business faring? And like, I guess what have you had to do to, it is like the biggest blessing in the world right now. Okay. So when COVID hit, I'm gonna give you the COVID lifestyle stories, COVID hit. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang, I was in this 
gallery with the atrium and it was really dope and it's like all this amazing stuff the space that we could create and throw jams and events was amazing COVID hit no one can come inside <sighs> like capacity on the door says zero <laughs> we're like yo <laughs> man this ain't gonna work out too well yeah and I was like alright guy we gotta figure something out and right when it hit I was supposed to go in August uh, it started in like what March April it was the lo- I think the end of March is when it started yeah so in March I paid for my plane ticket to go to Oh, I paid for my... I was like, what is that? <laughs> the I, I, world is coming. <laughs> it is the Armageddon. <laughs> so I paid for my plane ticket to go to check. And I told the people in check, I'm coming no matter what. COVID hits, everything shuts down. I'm not supposed to go to Europe anymore. Mm-hmm. I've already paid for my plane ticket. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I'm going. <laughs> and they're like, well, you can't come. I'm like, I'm coming. And they're like, well, we don't know how. And then one of the people on the team starts... For dangling and, and finds a way to get a letter from the Ministry of Culture so that I can come to check. Okay. So I'm like, cool. That's crazy. And I'm like, all right. They said they'll have it. The week the the week I'm supposed to leave, the guy who's supposed to sign the letter goes on vacation. Oh. And I'm like, oh snap. So do I go or do I stay home? And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just go. So I get on a plane. I fly to L.A. I get to the front desk for flying to. Uh, well, I was supposed to fly to Amsterdam mm-hmm. And they were like yo I get there and I'm like yo I'm about to fly out All my bags is packed everything's already Checked in I'm like it's time to go <laughs> And they were like um where you going Czech Republic no you're not gonna go there Some some Karen looking dude you're not going Rose's Uh-oh. neck and everything this is closed And I'm not letting you get on this I'm like who are you <laughs> Like who who are you? He's the gatekeeper. He's like going in. He's like, well, if you can't find da da da, these are the reasons you, that you'll be able to go. I'm like, I get, a, I got a letter from the Ministry of Culture that's supposed to be waiting for me when I go. Yeah. It's like, well, you don't have it now, so unless you can get in the next ten minutes, you're not going. And I was like, man, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna sit down. I call, I try to message them, and they were like, well, he's on vacation. We won't get it until Tuesday. Dang. And I'm like, oh shoot, well, God, open up a way for me to go. Waited 10 minutes Went back to the thing Was like hey So is there any way I can go The letter won't be here Till Tuesday The guy is Whatever whatever And He was like no You, you can go downstairs uh-huh. Get your money back And did it And I was like Yo This dude <laughs> is just a douche yeah. And as he's saying that Some lady walks up Was like Where are you trying to go I was like Czech Republic She was like And It was a lady That was his co-worker And, and his boss uh-huh. Both walk up And they're like Oh, you just don't fly into this. You go over, you got to fly and land somewhere over here. You ever been to Croatia? Yeah. I was like, no, sounds beautiful though. He's like, it's the most beautiful place ever. Ooh, mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. This is five minutes before the gate closes. So she's typing, the gate just closed. She's typing. She's like, oh, <laughs> uh-huh. and I was like, this is about to go down. She got me on a flight to Croatia mm-hmm. on the same flight. That he just told me I wasn't supposed to go on. Yeah. And Right before I walk in the gate, she's like, wait, I can do better. Upgrades my seats. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what it's like to upgrade your seat on an international flight, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's nice, dude. So I'm like, ooh, this is dope. Dude, so I, I fly all the way to Amsterdam, and the guy, when we get to Amsterdam, is like, or, or fly to Amsterdam and from Amsterdam to Croatia. Get to Croatia, and they're like, how did you get here? 
<laughs> I was like, I got friends. I got friends yeah. in high places. <laughs> <laughs> and then they argue with me for a second. And then they're like, well, you have to take a test. I'm like, All right, cool. Yeah. So they pushed me through and they were like, stay in this house for seven days and then take a test. I was like, I can't stay here for seven days. I have to be teaching in three. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I booked my hotel for two days. I called the test place in the morning and literally the only city that I was in that had Uber still was the city in Croatia. I <laughs> took an Uber to take a test, Ubered home and had my test results the next day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I made it to check, did the festival, did all kind of crazy rapping and dancing and teaching, mm-hmm. flew home. And when I landed at home, the studio had moved. We had moved the studio to Old Sack right before I left. Okay. And it was trash. It was like, yo, this this place hasn't been open in 15 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was gross. Because like, it's like in the railroad area, right? Yep. Yeah. It was gross. So we moved there and we got it going. And I, my girl was running it while I was gone. As soon as I landed, got back in. The first day I'm working, um, Czech Repu- uh, Truckee, the studio I was teaching that was mm-hmm. like, right before I left, said the studio's closing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, that's my main source of income right now. Mm-hmm. So I go out there and do something. And one of the parents was like, hey, if we find investors to pay for everything, will you come run the studio? Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> that's sick. So... Truckies on fire. Um, I, I built a relationship with the city okay. through the atrium. Yeah. Atrium introduced me on to how to talk to the city council members, how to, to get in contact with them, and how to like understand what's going on with the community comedy. If you don't know, Sacramento gave away ninety two million to the creative community mm-hmm. during this pandemic. So if you know what's going on, you could like paid for all of this mm-hmm. on a reimbursement grant and they just gave it to you so you're saying i'm a sucker no i'm saying uh <laughs> we need to get you connected player the, the money they're literally giving away money to yeah. creatives right now so while everybody's like the pandemic is killing my small business the city is literally giving away millions to small oh, businesses so this so broke that they boy needs to going. make some noise yes <laughs> that is that's it and the reason why most artists aren't getting it they don't even know it exists i didn't know it exists so i didn't either when they introduced me to it i'm like oh i got all kind of homies that are doing stuff hey mel this is what's happening Morris, <laughs> this was happening like this is what's happening i'm telling all the homies mm-hmm. and then i start posting on my page mm-hmm. and i just start watching the homies collect and they send out a list of all the people and all the money they got and the B Street theaters and the best Sacramento Ballet is still getting hella money, mm-hmm. like hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Like, mm-hmm. and how you almost get a million dollars from? Oh, because you know how to ask, right? I'm not mad. Get your million because you're going to keep your part of the arts open. I'm going to go get yeah. one and I'm going to keep the hip hop part open. And then we'll be able to all have uh, a wide array, uh, a wide array of art mm-hmm. in sack versus just one version of this is what art is no that's your version of art my version of art comes over here Mm -hmm. so so was the goal of this bill or whatever like to be stimulus for the art community that would be shut down or basically having to change their whole business model because of a lockdown is that what it was um there was three stages so the first stage this just got real businessy real yeah no. <laughs> the first stage was like um, i'm a businessman so you know no <laughs> the mathematician over here <laughs> i'm nobody <laughs> yeah right He's i'm nobody, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So the first stage was like um, getting money to creatives to help them survive. Mm-hmm. The second stage was a reimbursement grant to where okay. they reimbursed you for anything you spent or money lost from not being able to do gigs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So for me, I was supposed to do World of Dance the tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. And because the tour got canceled, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't in SAC, it was all over the United States, because it got canceled, I was able to submit that with a letter from the owner of World of Dance. It was like, hey, this is what I was supposed to do. I didn't, I didn't do it. And mm. I was like, this is a lot of money. Like, it was it was like a lot of money. So I submitted it, and I was like, maybe it'll come, but probably not. Yeah. So I was working like it's not coming. I get a letter like, oh, it's here. Sign here and here, and we'll send it to you. Shazam! Shazam! <laughs> For real. And then I realized, like, one, it worked because I have a relationship with the people in the city, mm-hmm. and two, they know who. I, not the relationship, but they know who I am and they know that I'm actually doing the work. The city's been giving away this money for the last 20 years, mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. But they only give it to the people they know of doing the work. So in order yeah. to get on that list, you got to start meeting the people in the city yeah. that's doing the work. Also, historically, a lot of those grants and things have been not given to the hip hop community because it's always been like. Mm-hmm. kind of like oh that's a gang related thing or whatever and so it's slowly been that's been like breaking down slowly to yeah. to kind of like put hip hop as like a legitimate culture and thing and so i think now the cities are starting to understand that it's not just some gang related crap you well know? Like, i seen it switch when they started doing the mural thing uh-huh. cuz all the people that were getting the grants to do the murals were yeah. all, all graffiti artists and, and there was there i knew some that were like li- literally in jail like for a long yeah. time and once they come out they're like hey i'm an artist though so like i want to do this legitimately and they're like well here's some grants to do it so you know yeah so now they're getting paid to to do, to do the same thing they went to jail for yeah exactly yeah and it's the same it's it's, it's I think the city is starting to look at it from a non-criminal perspective. Like, mm-hmm. these are just kids that are artists. Let's give them a place to put yeah. their art. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the B-Boys. They used to police us like we was shanking people. Yeah. And they're like, like... If anything, we're beating ourselves up. <laughs> For real. Yeah, like, so, like... We don't, need the, <laughs> we don't need the cops kicking us, too, dude. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. But, like, for us, it's like, yo... Would you rather us be stealing from you or dancing in front of your shop? Yeah. Making people come look at your shop. Mm-hmm. And when I seen that, like, I'm like, okay, cool. The city recognizes us as as uh, as something that brings life to their shop. Mm-hmm. They gave me that spot in Osak, and they were like, we'll know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't give it to us, but they're we're renting the spot at a discounted rate, which mm-hmm. is dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good that's a good area too. I mean, like it's historic area. Well, they they gave it to us because it was dead, and they were going to tear it down anyway. Oh, okay. So I was like, ah, well, this is like, let's see what you can do with it. Okay. We brought so much life to the old sack corner. Like yeah. people are literally coming around the corner, stopping and just watching us dance. Yeah. Because I have the doors rolled up with the lights, mm. the DJ stuff set up, and it's just it's popping on the corner. In the middle of COVID, we had a huge crowd. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing else to do, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "Thank you so much. This is so much. This is so good for my kids. They've mm-hmm. been stuck in the house. Their brains are going crazy. This is like, this is like some some mental health like mm. stuff. Like yeah, it really helping. is. And I'm like, yo, this is. Do- I didn't realize how much we help until all this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, I mean, I think dance is a very like a 
I don't know. It's it's good for your mental health, I think, because so many people who don't have like a creative outlet, I think they go crazy because it's like they want to release some creative energy and they just don't know how to do it. Yep. You know, so just play some music, let them jam out. And it's like, hey, there it is. Yeah. Well, I seen that with this. They had like a lot of people in the Truckee area okay. whose kids, like little kids are dealing with suicide. Yeah, and I'm like, how are y'all the suicidal? Y'all Dude, got the y'all suicide balling. rates are crazy, but yeah, that's what I seen. Like the yeah. su- the they're dealing with it because they might be financially okay, but mentally they have no release. They're in a small mountain town, mm-hmm. and just like a lot of drugs is going crazy out there. And it's yeah. like, yo, what's going on? I think every neighborhood has its own problems. You know what I mean? And yep. so it's like, I I, I don't want to discount any anyone who's got problems and so it's like you know i'd rather be the the the, the helping to it towards a solution i don't want to you know yep. hate on your uh you know yeah your fortune or whatever yeah <laughs> but like for me i seen it as this is my chance to help these kids the same way i help these other kids mm-hmm. and now i'm like okay cool what do y'all need y'all just need a place to be creative come mm-hmm. on so the great house of dance Truckee is like killing right now. That's sick. Kids, I had this one kid named Lily. She's dope. Mm-hmm. And she would be the hardest worker for the last like four or five years I've been out there teaching. Okay. And we needed a kid's teacher. I was like, let Lily do it. But she's not an adult. We can't. Do, 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 do. Gave Lily the chance. She has the most kids in all of her classes. Dang. More, <laughs> more kids than every other teacher. Dang. Including me. And I'm like... You can't be smoking me in my own business. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? No, that's good. She knows how to She's interact with the hero. kids. Yeah. And she learned from all of the teachers because she took everyone's class and she learned the best parts of everything they're doing and mm-hmm. how she's doing it in her class. I'm like, Lily's going to be an amazing teacher just because that's who she is. She's an amazing student. So mm-hmm. it transferred perfectly. And I'm like, mm, I'm glad we gave her the chance. Yeah. And now she's killing it. Yeah. I feel like is she the, the 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 young kid with the like blonde hair? How old is she? I feel like I've seen some girl that was like killing it. Um, she's like super super young. Like, I think she's twelve now. Okay, so that might be her. Yeah, yeah. So she's a little kid, blonde hair, like going in. Yeah, I mean, okay. not really blonde, but blondish. Okay. <laughs> I, I just remember seeing some girl on like one of your videos, and she was just killing. I'm like, dang, how old is this girl? She's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's. <laughs> I don't think they realize how talented they are in Truckee mm-hmm. because they're not, they're so far separated from the culture. Uh, like there's no real hip hop culture in Truckee. Yeah. Okay. So, so when they're going in and I'm just like, I need this, this and this and you'll be fired. But you guys don't know because you don't get to see none of this over here inside. Uh, so now it's like, I'm bringing a little piece of the culture to them every week. And then when they actually get, Back, they're just like, oh, this is when they actually can get out of Truckee to see it, they're gonna just go nuts. So, I'm curious, like, I guess basically bringing hip hop into that area, like, do you see that the those kids, uh, like, they have the same kind of, um, I don't know how to say this, but like, like, they're they're doing they're, they're connecting with it the same way that people who have been introduced to hip-hop their whole life are they are you seeing kind of the same thing yes we had um every every year we do this thing called ivy league school of hip-hop uh-huh and i bring uh dj tcia or i bring um 
I brought Morris out. I brought Lexi out. Um, uh, what is her name? Keely Lock and Key from uh-huh. Beat Freaks came. Uh, Natasha Gory came, and it's like they come out and they teach. The last one we had, we had Ticia come. She was teaching DJing and breaking. Okay. And I was doing the hip hop and popping, and we did like a creative, like class. But on a, they have a thing called Trucky Thursday. Mm-hmm. Trucky Thursday. At the end of breaking for four days, we had one day left. We did Trucky Thursday after breaking, for, or after a five hours of or a five hour session. They went out. And we set up a, the, the booth And we set up the turntables and everything And we were DJing and playing music Guess who came to stop it Security <laughs> And I was laughing so hard Because it reminded me Exactly of us Setting up stuff Playing and security And be like you can't dance here Oh man And they were dead they, they just started getting down They was rocking They was doing their footwork They was breaking I was like yo This is so dope Because it's so hip hop You brought hip hop culture To the To the security guards And Trucky too Yeah Security <laughs> So security comes And shuts it down Like normal And the kids were like Why are they hating I just want to dance yeah. You know what I'm going down here. And they ran down to the end of the thing to where security wasn't at. We just got to dance. And they spent the next hour and a half okay. by themselves. Like, <laughs> I didn't tell them, go down there. They, yeah, yeah. They just had to dance. Yeah. And they, I was like, that's just like us. Yeah. That is exactly what we did when security told us, no, we would go yeah. somewhere else. And go bust. over there. Yeah, I mean. So I'm like, that moment showed me that the hip hop culture transcends wherever you're at or who you're with transcends everything really yeah it's just it's every culture in the world has a cypher and they all dance differently in their cypher Mm -hmm. so when hip-hop hits it's like yo this is just the music that pushes you to move like this Mm -hmm. versus like uh well we stole the indian step from the indian culture so (laughs) (laughs) apache step Ooh, Native American step. <laughs> you got to change the name now. Oh my bad. Okay, no, not not a Washington step. Washington. Right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you got that joke, you paying attention to football right now. Yeah. So did you know that my brother broke it down? That game is every Thanksgiving is the Washington Redskins versus the Cow- Dallas Cowboys for the last ten years. I did not realize. That's that. pretty shady. And the Cowboys win pretty much every time. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that I didn't junk, even realize that. that junk was so shady. Ooh, yeah. So, yeah. Did no they, win they change the name? Huh? Yeah, yeah. No wonder they. <laughs> you can't call a team the Redskins. <laughs> it's weird that that's that was ever the name in the first place. <laughs> like, like some devious, some devious motherfucker was like, mm, I know how to get them. <laughs> they call them the dude. Redskins. Like, dude. Oh man. I wonder if they're going to change the name for the Chiefs. Probably. I mean, there's a lot of weird names that I think from a from a old time that <laughs> they're past the, right. They're past their prime now. <laughs> you know what I mean? What a nice way to say it. They're past their prime now. It's past their prime, dude. Oh, that's so dope. <laughs> you know, you're in your prime uh, during racist times, so it's kind of like... Yeah, you're past past your prime prime now. (laughs) You gotta let that one go. (laughs) Gotta let it go, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's a legacy. (laughs) Gotta let it go. (laughs) It's time to let it go.
But yeah, so that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, dude. Um, well, this has been a dope episode. I mean, we're hitting an hour right now. I want to ask you uh, before we leave: Do you have any other creative hobbies? Uh, creative hobbies. During the pandemic, I learned that I can paint. Mm, that's sick. Randomly, I made a, a huge like like when I say huge, like a huge painting of Will Smith mm. um, from I Am Legend. Okay, and yeah, yeah. it's pretty dope. I put it on my wall. And I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I've painted like almost my whole life. And so like, I think that's kind of what introduced me into like art, really like dance and stuff. I mean, I don't think really much people in my family dance. Oh, no, no, some people did. But, um, but yeah, it was like, so I started as a painter and got into art. So mm. uh, uh, into dance, I mean, um, so that's kind of cool that you're now kind of going backwards from me. Yeah, well, I did painting, and then I've always been into videography, okay, uh, photography, um, and like music editing. So yeah, it's like, but that's part of part of why I am in the culture because I love hip hop. Yeah, so I, I can successfully say I've done all four elements. Yeah, for I was more gonna than ten years. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you're like almost a four element dude. But so now that you're painting, you're a, you're a four element dude. Well, I started off with graffiti. Which okay. is crazy because I was trash at it and I was still in other people's names. Oh, <laughs> oh you're, you're one of those herbs. Yeah, I was one of those herbs. <laughs> but I was hanging around with all of the homies that were really good. Yeah, okay. And they started getting up on walls like all over mm -hmm. set. I remember my homie got up on the actual like, you know, when you're driving from South Sac to um, downtown. Uh-huh. And there's that, that um, is it 12th Street or right before Broadway? The big one. Oh, yeah, yeah. He covered the whole thing with his name. Dang. And I was like, yo, how did you even get up there? Yeah. And he was like, I was hanging. Yeah, them dudes are rock climbers for real. Yo, he was one hand while hitting That's his name. Insane. And then climb over and hit yeah. his name. I was like, bro, you are nuts. And that was one of the dudes. And once I seen him get caught... And I seen him have to pay them fines. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll be drawing on notebooks. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I always loved graffiti art, but I was like, oh man, I can't be caught up painting walls and stuff that I'm not supposed to. It's well, just... I, I did my grandmother's backyard and that, yeah. that's all I needed to do. Uh huh. My, my grandma's black. She, <laughs> she whooped that ass. <laughs> yes. It was, it was not worth it <laughs> at all. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I always kind of had this more like weird, you know, I always, I always, I mean, I still feel kind of like this way because I love graffiti art, but I also go like, ah, I don't like the idea of vandalism, you know, so I've always yeah. kind of been against it. Well, there was a wall in SAC called the ABC wall that was, that was supposed to be mm -hmm. for the artist to hit up. Yeah, yeah. The guy who owned the shop was like, yeah, just yeah, go yeah. for it. And if everybody would hit it up, then the guy sold the shop and didn't tell nobody. Oh. <laughs> and the police was just waiting like. We're gonna get him. Come here. This is the ABC would not come here. Oh, this guy was that's building. shady. Yeah, it was like, well, they did a lot of shady stuff for the hip hop community. Yeah, like if you do a hip hop event, they had a, a hip hop task force just come yep. shut down your yeah. events. Yeah. So Sacramento's grown a lot from there. Now the police are trying to get more hip hop into the city because they know it was keeping the kids from wilding out. Yeah, I mean, it's also like. It's just healthy to have a hip, a good hip hop scene. I think you know what I mean. Like don't don't you got to embrace it. Like it's culture that it's 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 modern day culture, really. You know. Yes, it is. So, um, 
But with that being said, dude, I'm glad you were on here. I think this was a great conversation. Um, where can people find you? Um, if you want to take dance classes, the great house of dance.com has both studios, Truckee and Sacramento. Uh, I am nobody K N O W B O D Y nine one six on most social medias, but follow me on TikTok because you know, that's the one that's paying me the most. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if you want to find the music, just type in nobody and look for this pretty face <laughs> and it's on Apple music, Spotify, uh, all the other streaming services. So you, everything except for SoundCloud. I don't mess SoundCloud, but I mess with everything else. Yeah, SoundCloud is kind of it fell off. I think it's just, it's you got to be a SoundCloud rapper to be on SoundCloud, and it's mm. actually popping. Mm -hmm. I just was doing too much work and didn't have time to upload. Mm. And then they put a restriction on how much I could upload. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, I'm gonna just do everything else. Yeah. So yeah, and if you want to use my sound on TikTok, please, please do. So mm. it'll help me win. So. <laughs> Actually, shout out to Marty Bush. We just released a new project together. Mm. It should be actually drops on the 11th. But by the time you hear this, we just released a new project. Go check it out. Mm -hmm. Bar Game was on it. Let me with my homie Charles Bertel. The, the music that I'm making right now is probably some of the best music I've made in my life. Mm. And when January drops, I'm going to do 40 songs in 40 days. So... Are you ready? I'm about to release them. Most of it, I, I think I have 45 actually done already. Mm. So I'm gonna release a song a day for 40 days. Yeah, that's a dope project. Check out Marty Bush's episode. I think it was number 24. Hey. hey. So what number am I? Uh, 26 probably. Oh dang, he working over here. <laughs> working. All right, I'm so. trying to do what I can. <laughs> Yeah, well, you should probably get DJ Cool Cuts on I here. I do, yeah. I got a, a huge list of people I'm trying to get on. I need to get time to do this stuff. And Tiny Tim. I don't know where that dude is, but I'd love to have Tiny Tim on here. I see him once a week. I will find him. Oh, really? Him. I'm going to tag you and send him over. Okay. That, that dude probably has the funniest stories in He's, the game. That guy's a great dude. I mean, I you seen that viral video of the dude jumping from the second floor if in the suicide? Splatting? That I was, thought that was Tiny Tim uh, for a I second. I said, that's not Tim. Hope, don't, don't be Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Tim. I was like, oh, no, Tim went crazy. Nah. He's going to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, and he got up and kept breaking. I'm like, I don't know how you start breaking after that. Because he didn't land feet and lay down. He landed flat, like, flat. wow. I was like, like oh, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead for sure. <laughs> I had Rodney on the on the episode, and he, this fool said, he said, man, uh, 2020, everybody's going crazy. Like the dude who jumped from the top. And he said, when I seen it, his hip, it's got to be broke. <laughs> I love Rodney, dude. That guy's so funny. Broke. Oh, it's my gosh. Be broke. <laughs> oh, man. Tell Rodney I said, what's up? I miss that guy. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a dope dude, man. But, so, yeah. Uh, if you release this before New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, Definitely. we're throwing uh, a jam at the studio. And it's going to be a B-Boy jam and an All-Stars jam. Okay. I just talked to my man, Super Dave, a choreographer for Justin Timberlake. He's going to be our All-Star judge. Okay. And we got some OGs coming in for the B-Boy judges. So come through, uh, get down. I know everybody's trying to be safe, so bring a mask mm -hmm. and some hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. And that's that's my last plug. All right, you guys, thank you for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry this show sucks. Peace.